How much does it suck for Italians that the spokes voice for their generation <laughs> of the last 40 or 40 years or so has to be Andrew Dice Clay? <laughs> oh, like that's that's your stereo. When when you evoke an Italian stereotype, you could make the case that it used to be Chef Boyardee, uh, Chef Boyardee, you know, or Luigi. <laughs> what, what I'm, I'm a Mario. You know? Well, I think of I immediately think of what's his name um, from um, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, oh, John Travolta mm. in John Travolta. What was his name? Danny, Danny something. I don't know. It's a good question. Danny, his Danny something. Good but, trivia. Yeah, wait, son, oh boy, where, where is he? Where is he? Yeah. I gotta find Elron. Elron <laughs> Hubbard. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, a podcast, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I'm feeling good now. I've had uh, I've been up to my neck, man. Got stuff going on. We're busy uh, boys. Back in work, back in uh, life is taking hold. Anticipation, excitement. Jesus, there's been so much of it this year with the shows and the and the, and then the stuff we did. Can you believe that the year is half over? It's half over already? That's insane. And and just our WFMU thing, that's all we talk about in the Ford household. I believe it. Yeah, it's really crazy. Very How about you? What's going you. on with you? Um, you know, well, we just uh, we are just celebrating uh, the five year anniversary of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. I read that this the podcast that you know, in 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 a lot of respects, brought you and I together in a podcast format. We've in known each other for a long way. time. Yeah, um, played many many shows together. Um, I played drums briefly in strip club moms, as we've talked about, yes. and we would rub elbows many times in different bands that we had been in all during that time. Never thought to sit down and talk to each other and record it. Well, we were, we were, uh, we were friends before podcasts existed. That's true. And then when podcasts came around, I think we probably didn't talk too much. And then we started talking more and more and then Especially the about trivia podcasts. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, we started sharing podcast ideas with each other. And then, uh, you know, I had a wild idea to do podcast about something and was thinking, who should I do this with? We were standing right out in that in that uh, in that in that living room. And you mm. said, wouldn't it, you know, talk, you know, as much as we talk about lyrics and your eyes got big and you looked over and you went, we should talk about <sighs> lyrics. That's it. Yep. And here we are. Third hundred and thirty two episodes 30, later. Yeah. Thirty two. Yeah. Um, so uh, thank you all for being here again. Um we are here to talk about, well, an interesting song. Um, I've done a little research on this today, and it's, uh, I think it's an interesting one. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are here to talk about a song called The Wanderer, uh, done by Dion of the hit band Dion and the Belmonts. Now, this is just Dion. This is just Dion. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he is known for some other uh, other songs. One of the most popular songs uh, that he is known for is "Run Around Sue." He likes to talk about people that just get around a lot. Seems to be a common thread. Mm-hmm. So this is him, uh, Sans Belmonts, as you mentioned. Mm. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what you know about Dion and his and and his history, or and with or without his Belmonts? Had a job working at a uh, steel building fabrication place, and the guy that worked there in the department that I was only had it on 
WOLZ 94.5 or, or 95.3 and that was all we listened to and heard this song ad nauseum it was on every single day Dion sands his Belmonts uh, there is in the song a a vocal group uh, 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 or how did uh, how did uh, I think it was Elvis family said I need one of those uh, groups mm-hmm. so they got in the Jordanaires or somebody associated with El- Elvis adjacent um, but uh, there's there's some people uh, in the back um, you know not really doing your street corner side street corner doo-wop vocal group thing just supporting a little bit of vocal backup I tend to like the vocal group uh, stuff a little bit more this is, you know, one guy vocals in your face right out front. Not really big into the, not 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 super big into the song. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's right. okay. Just not one of my favorites when it comes to vocal group stuff or vocal group adjacent. I don't want to call this one vocal group because it is just Dion. But um, had a little bit of an interesting story. I once got to meet um, Henry Rollins for just a fraction of a second. And uh, I said, and I, in passing, I told him, which I'm sure he had heard a million times, that I saw him in 1991 at the first Lollapalooza. And the first thing out of his mouth was, I'll never forget that day in Orlando. I met Dion of Dion and the Belmonts at Lollapalooza. That's what he said yeah. to me. And I thought, wow, that's pretty what, Was Dion touring with Lollapalooza? I think, and I think, I'm not sure, but I think he <clears> said <throat> my daughter or his daughter was there as like a fan. He and was, he came along. Dion was a member of that sideshow. The Jim Rose <laughs> sideshow. Dion was piercing. He was getting a he was getting a nail hammered into his tongue. He was wandering around and uh, piercing his his uh, his cheeks with a hot poker <laughs> yes. for the bemusement of a bunch of Gen Xers. Yeah, um, giving himself a uh, a uh, Prince Albert with a BB gun or something <laughs> weird. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this song, I. Uh, interestingly first written for another group mm. uh, called Nino and the Ebb Tides. Uh, the time where every band was something in the somethings. Yeah. Uh, except for Dion and the Belmonts, which just became Dion. So somewhere out there, there's a band called Nino. He uses as the B-side for his follow-up single, The Majestic. They passed on it for another song written by the same guy, mm-hmm. a guy that goes by the name Ernie Maresca. Uh, this is ranked number 243 on the Rolling Stone magazine's top list of the 500 songs of all time. The song that Nino and the Ebtides picked instead of this, I don't know, but they probably feel pretty crunchy. They probably are regretting it. Uh, Neon, ne- what's his name? Neon. Dio? D- Neon, <laughs> Neon Maresca? Dion. Neon. <laughs> his, so the songwriter's name is Ernie Maresca. Ernie Maresca, not related to Fresca. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yes. He is not a diet uh, grapefruit drink. As much as I love that and as much as I want him to be, he is not. Ernie Maresca wrote this song. The uh, the other guys in the other band are probably kicking themselves in the head. You're absolutely correct about that <laughs> because this did go on to make a buck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Many of them. Mm-hmm. It reached number 10 in the UK, number one in Australia, rose to number two Oi. in early 1962 behind Duke of Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Earl, Earl, Duke of Earl. Famously brought back to your consciousness by Cypress Hill. Yes, thank yes, you. Much thank better you. version, in my opinion. Which I just saw a little clip of them on the Eric Andre show oh, wow. uh, very recently, which going on the Eric Andre show is basically, it's like playing truth or dare with your father. 
<laughs> and he has a loaded gun and he's drunk. Oh, he's a scary guy. Very, very frightening. Makes a funny movie. The um the background group, the vocal group singing with him is a band called is a group called the Dell Satins. Yeah. And led by is, Stan Ziska. Yes. And this is it's interesting because I, I, I say everything is interesting, but everything is interesting to me. They refer to this as a rockier style than the Dion and the Belmonts. Um, kind, yeah, I don't yeah, I mean, with it. it's, <clears throat> it's more um, and I'm saying this lightly. Uh, instruments are a little more upfront. Than, yeah. Than your typical vocal group stuff. But somebody had to have the bright idea to mute those strings in the in the chug at the beginning of the song you know the 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 guitar the yeah you know back then it doesn't sound very good in my opinion tell me if you agree with this back then an inch was worth a mile back then when when soda went from five cents to seven cents people's jaws dropped when the guitar had even a modicum of more fuzz or the guitar was a little bit louder, people would like lose their minds. You are damn right. And now it's like, oh, soda used to cost three dollars. Now it costs five dollars. I don't give a fuck. Just feed my fat face. Just right. give me, give me the fat drink. And just sugar now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Please, before I crash. And it seems like, oh, it's like, well, the difference between, uh, you know, Foo Fighters and Slipknot is n- there's nary a difference to most right, people. Right. Right. You know, it, it's at some point we went from noticing even the slightest, the smallest change to I do not care. Yes. Just whatever. Whereas with this right here, adding the chugga chugga takes it from, you know, a Broadway show tune to Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where people were just like, whoa, it's extremes. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah, he gets to this band together. He does this song and it gets very big now. There are a couple things that we'll talk about in the lyrics to this song, a couple things that were changed, and we'll also talk about what the song is about and what his vision of what the song is about, because, you know, at first we were going to talk, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that our viewpoint here was that we were going to talk about how weird this song is and, you know, how it's about a dude who's just just trying to steady fuck all the time. Mm. But I was pretty interested to see his take on what the song is about yes. and what the song is is what what's really going on here. Are we ready to get into the lyrics, or do you have anything else to say? No, no. Let's let's uh, let's just say this is uh, an Italian American take on what would have been newer music at the time, and these lyrics. Oh my god, um, yeah, it, it it definitely falls short of some of the better stuff that he did. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit later about the song being used in Fallout, which is also a very interesting, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting story. Fallout, a great soundtrack. <clears throat> yeah. So we got that rockabilly. Oh, well, I'm the type of guy who will never settle down where pretty girls are. Well, you know that I'm around. I kiss them and I love them because to me, they're all the same. I hug them and I squeeze them. They don't even know my name. They call me the Wanderer. Yeah, the Wanderer. I roam around, around, around. Oh, boy. Um, with all that right there, you'd figure that maybe Maresca or whatever his name is, Fresca, would have fit, found a way to uh, crowbar a ski mask into that first verse somewhere. Because you get that vibe of, you know, 
uh, Mad Masher, Stalker, right <clears throat> off the bat. You know, they don't even know my name. Yeah, I don't know what makes him think that they don't know his name. I don't know if there's if if they're like, well, what's your name? And he's just like, bandies off, <laughs> like Tom Bombadil or something. <laughs> he just <laughs> refuses to tell them. Throws the ring in a river. Yeah. yeah um, I I don't know. Definitely, we're looking at a guy who's very full of himself, who who, who oh, maybe slightly sure. overconfident. I don't want to say that actually, because Dion at this time would have been all the rage amongst the ladies in 1961 when this came out. So we do have to say that. Well, I mean, you know, um, the Hoffman clause. I don't know if we're talking about <laughs> D. If this is Dion talking about Dion, I'm I'm of the opinion that he's probably not. Really? I think maybe <clears throat> I think he he's I think he's playing a character here. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I I digress. We can we can do a little bit more digging. Um Yeah, the uh I don't even know their name. They're all the same. <laughs> it's just I mean, this is objectification. It is. of the highest. Yeah. order. This guy is just basically like, well, I'm the kind of guy that wants to fuck a hole. Give me a hole. I'll They're fuck all a the hole. same. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are white. Some of them are brown and some of them are green and some of them are. I don't give a fuck. This is the guy that you famously heard. And we've all heard this guy say this famously said, just put a bag over their head. They're all the same. Yes. Yeah. We've yeah. All heard that. And, uh, you know, I mean, the only thing about them is they've got to be pretty. Um, and, you know, there's there's no mention at all of consent here. He just says, I hug him and I squeeze him. <laughs> is it okay? They don't know my name. I mean, I guess we're, <laughs> yeah. This and is... I, I guess the fact that they don't even know his name and he hugs them and squeezes them is a little worrisome. It is very. Uh, that's very worrisome because, Mark, this is before the age of DNA evidence. Yeah. You know, I mean, how are you going to find out who the hell it is? Yeah. You know, it's hard to take fingerprints on somebody. And the fact that he starts off with, well, I'm the type of guy. Just let me paint the picture for you, folks. I'm the kind of guy that will never settle down. It's just, you know, kind of a <laughs> flare gun in the sky of all women. Just watch the fuck out. Because this guy is uh, just heading where the pretty girls are, and he's going to hug them and squeeze them and fuck off. D- does that sound slightly desperate to you? It's, I, I mean, definitely it, strange. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, if I think if you ever heard a guy that said, I'm the type of guy who will never set it down. Someone that used that line, you would think, I would think to myself, there's a guy that thinks he's getting a lot better than he probably is. Thinks a little more of himself. Oh, that's and interesting. And is a little bit desperate. Um, I mean, I think that he's basically just saying that he's like a fuck slut. And well, that he, is he saying just that. wants to be able to... Uh, I'm not going to settle down because I just love fucking too much. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that he's... It, it, he... He's trying to push through mm. that desperation and try and present himself as more than he is. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I see what I, you're saying. I th- that's the what I hear The lady doth that. protest too much. Yes. It's a little too, so. like, I, a little too pumped to talk about how he's never going to settle that. The fact that he kicks in the door and says, Mm-mm, no marriage for me. Yeah, that's the first line. Yeah. yeah. I, I also just want to point out before we get to the second verse, or the chorus, rather, uh, I kiss him and I love him. Because to me, they're all the same, making it sound like he does those things only like the reason for if they are all the same, then I will hug them and kiss them. It sounds like blase. Yeah, it sounds like he really doesn't care. I mean, if you don't care that much, like move on to dudes or something. 
you know make it exciting you know I mean? maybe that's maybe maybe that ends up being the the meaning of the song and then the chorus is really nothing to talk about is there they call me the wanderer i'm the wanderer i wander around around i roam around 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 around, around, around. yeah it sounds so lame yeah a little bit of that dion with some gin in him um then we get the second verse for somebody who doesn't know who they are because they're all the same a lot of name dropping going on all of a sudden <laughs> Oh, well, there's Flo on my left arm, and there's Mary on my right. And Jeannie is the girl, well, that I'll be with tonight. And when she asks me which one I love the best, I tear open my shirt, and I show her Rosie on my chest, because I'm the Wanderer. Yeah, the Wanderer. I roam around, around, around. All right, so this, this kind of begs the question, when he leaves Mel's diner, and leaves Flo in the in the dust yes. and hooks up with Janie that night. Are they having that conversation, him and Janie, about which one he loves the best pre or post coital? Um, probably I'm I'm guessing post. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I'm guessing they're laying in bed he is and one. he has just lit a fresh cigarette mm-hmm. and you know, he puts out the match and lays it down. Janie puts down her gun. <laughs> blows his unfiltered smoke right in Janie's face. I thought you were going to say blows something different. <laughs> well, or that. <laughs> uh, and she's like, who do you love the best? Yeah. And he... Is it Flo? Well, I, well, I guess it can't... I mean, unless he's wearing his shirt during sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's So I guess it's got to be before. I guess so. Really kind of weakens the the scenario. Kind of kind of tones down the scenario. However, I mean, it does get kind of crazy. Uh, if you were a lady, Mark, and some dude just from out of nowhere and having a conversation rips off his shirt to show you a tattoo, are you not running immediately? Are you not looking for an exit? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, I'm sure. Look, with him talking about Flo being on his left arm and Mary being on his right, mm-hmm. um, then uh, they must know each other. They must know of each other. So maybe they're into this. Maybe they've got, you know, like a cuck thing going on. Some freaky. Um, yeah. And maybe they're just like, yeah, it's cool that we're both with this guy. Um, and we know he's going to go fuck somebody else. And maybe there's kind of some kind of polyamory going on. So it's not a red flag that he just tears open his shirt after a conversation. Oh, well, I mean, I would say that there's probably a kind of person that's into that. I would not be into that. Yeah, I'd be know. like, please put your shirt back on. <laughs> uh the Rosie on my chest is an interesting genius annotation. So when you hear Rosie on my chest, what do you think? I'm thinking he's got a tattoo. So I was thinking of the name Rosie. Oh, like the Rosie name is Rosie. another woman's name. I'm thinking like, uh, you know, what I thought of is like a Petunia on Pete and Pete. For okay. those of you that might know, little Pete got a, a tattoo of a girl named Petunia on his arm. He's got a Rosie, a girl like Petunia, except it's on his chest. Yes. So... The genius annotation says Rosie is most probably referencing a tattoo of a compass rose on his chest, a symbol of his nomadic tendency. <laughs> genius being genius. So that is what he, the, this person thinks is probably what's going on after he just name dropped three other women. Now, Mark, oftentimes I have read far too into a song. It's, uh, you've mm-hmm. heard it on this show. I mean, everybody has. Yeah, I've done the same. I don't know if I've ever gone this far. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gone. This is this is reading into it kind of a... <laughs> I mean, he's a, a, a rose compass. Uh, 
symbolizing his dedication to NATO, the North American, you know, because he's got a compass. That that this is just kind of this is nuts. Alternately, it's possible this could mean a tattoo of a girl's name he has on his chest. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> po- possibly. Yeah. Uh, suggesting that perhaps his detachment is because he grieves an old lover. It's even possible, albeit rather unlikely. So this person has stepped it in three different steps here. That this refers to a rosary necklace. Just suggesting out of all the girls he chases, he loves the Virgin Mary, symbolic of his faith Man. the most. Who is symbolic it? of his faith. The same guy that started with, I'm the kind of guy that will never settle down. I hug him and I kiss him. They don't even know my name. Yeah. Very faith-based. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I'd like commented and said, seriously, it's just a woman's name. <laughs> Compass Rose, really? <laughs> um. So genius glad, talking itself back down. Glad we're all on the same uh, same page there. Thank God. So this guy who says no one knows their name and they're all the same, uh, you know, who gives a shit? I'm never going to settle down. All of a sudden has the one that he loves the best, which is Janie. Mm. So or uh, Rosie. Uh, Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. Sorry, my my apology. Which is clearly Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Then we get the bridge. The bridge is pretty interesting in its well, own Well, you right. got the refrain. You got the wanderer because I'm a wanderer. I'm not doing and that then shit. the br- You don't have to. I'm just telling people that it's there. And then you got the bridge. Oh, well, I roam from town to town. <laughs> I go through life without a care. And I'm happy as a clown. I with my two fists of iron, but I'm going nowhere. What was Fresca thinking? Well, so let's talk about this line and we'll start to peel back the layers of the Italian of, of this song. So originally this line was with my two fists of iron and my bottle of beer. Oh, yes. But the record company was like, Mm-mm, no, because talking about beer on the radio is scary. So they asked him to change it. Now, there are some people who are saying, there's some people I should say who are of the opinion that this line is a little less oomph. It's got a little less uh, heat to it. It's got a little less meaning to it. And I don't know 100% if I agree. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of where I really want to slip in to where we start talking about this, but I, I think I still want to hold off a little bit. Okay. Uh, this is um, yeah, this is on Ace Records. It says, fearful of offending radio stations, Lori from the record label implemented a minor lyrical change on Maresca's original demo. He sings the line, with my two fists of iron and my bottle of beer, a macho exultation, which makes perfect sense. Whereas Dion sings the altogether less effective, and I'm going nowhere. Now, the well, going is nowhere correct. is definitely strange because all he's talking about is what it, going places places yeah yeah i'm wandering around mm-hmm. so why are you saying i'm going nowhere now it is it is strange it and, is and weird. to pair that with the two fists of iron is very yeah. ridiculous yeah uh but when we start talking about what the song is about and his view of the song it may be a little bit more effect effective um and the bridge is is basically surmising what he's already told us. He's kind of giving us, 
you know, it, there was a song a couple weeks ago where it was like the second verse was reframing the first verse. Mm-hmm. But I roam from town to town. We know you won't shut up about it. I go through life without a care. I know that seems to be you already know. said that. Uh, and I'm happy as a clown. <clears throat> I mean, for all intents and purposes, you've kind of he's a clown. You kind of gave that that uh, opinion. And then I with my two fists of iron, but I'm going nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's it it definitely falls flat. Um, if you're you know if there's a liveliness to the fact that he's a wanderer and he's going out with a lot of chicks, um, bringing the whole thing down with "I'm going nowhere" is 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 a kind of a strange choice for alternate lyrics. Let me do the third verse so we can kind of peel back okay some more of this Dion. So the third verse after that. Oh yeah, I'm the type of guy that likes to roam around. I'm never in one place. I roam from town to town. And when I find myself a fallen for some girl, yeah, I hop right into that car of mine and drive around the world. Yeah, I'm the wanderer. Yeah, the wanderer. I roam around and around and around and around and... And then we get a sax solo. Now, how do you feel about this sax solo? I think it's almost as ridiculous as the one we covered last week. <laughs> I really do. So I, I, and, when I and, heard the sax solo, I thought of you. And yeah. I thought of, I, there's something I like more about this. Uh, than last week's? Yeah, I yeah. think it's just got some more balls well, to it. Well, the, the, the sax that I was kind of pointing, really wanting to point out was the on the bridge. The roam from town to town. I think people probably heard us at first go the, it's just, that really sounds ridiculous. Yeah, that sounds absolutely stupid. You're right. It's not as bad as last week's silly little milk toast sax. It, it, it's 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 a sax solo. You know, yeah, they can come it's another one of those. that's like almost a part. Yeah. You know, um, so the third verse, we get kind of more of the same. I'm the type of guy that likes to roam around. I'm never in one place. I roam from town to town, which he already said. And then he st- he starts kind of showing a little bit more of himself that. He says he, he's never going to settle down, but we we kind of get the opinion that he just doesn't give a shit. But now we're starting to see that he he does give a shit. There's some sensitivity to Dion. He he, we've gone from I don't even know who they are. I can't tell one from the other. To uh, when I'm hanging out with a chick and I find myself like catching feelings, catching feelings. So Drake, says. I get the fuck out of there. Yeah, he. He jumps right into his car uh, and he drives around the world. Yeah, the same guy that's going nowhere. Uh, I'm, he hops right into his car. Man, it, it really, really crowbarring a lot of syllables into that last line. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Absolutely. Yeah. So <clears throat> here is where I kind of want to get into what he says about this song. Yeah. At its roots, it's more than meets the eye. The Wanderer is black music filtered through an Italian neighborhood that comes out with an attitude. It's my perception of a lot of songs like I'm a Man by Bo Diddley or Hoochie Coochie Man by Muddy Waters. But, you know, The Wanderer is really a sad song. A lot of guys don't understand that. Bruce Springsteen was the only guy who accurately expressed what that song was about. It's I roam from town to town and go through life without a care. I'm as happy as a clown with two fists of iron, but I'm going nowhere. In the 50s, you didn't get that dark. It sounds like a lot of fun, but it's about going nowhere. So at its heart, whether Maresca meant this or not, Dion's take on this is a lot of guys who are horny and think with their dicks are like, this guy's got it figured out. This is awesome. Mm. This guy 
lives to fuck and fucks to live that rules sign me up Dion's my hero put a picture of Dion up on the wall they love it I want to smell his dick but that little yes they 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 do that little change and this is what I think is is pretty fascinating about this the little change that that is made from and a bottle of beer to I'm going nowhere is the only real line that shows that he is at the end of the day when he's talking about going from town to town and driving around the world that in reality he's going nowhere. So the going nowhere line actually, even though we took it one way, gives it depth, you think? I think so. There's a there is that that possibility exists. I mean I I think now, that I, I, I think that when you look at it like, oh well they just wanted to change it and and you know, even some people said that it's, you know, ineffective, a much more less you know, a much much less effective line, et cetera, et cetera. When you, you know, now look, this could very well just be him trying to make, you know, make sense of it 30 years later, like we have seen from tons of artists. Yes, it could very well be that it could very well be that, you know, I don't know who made the lyric change. I don't know if this was, you know, Dion's choice. I don't Mm -hmm. know if this was the songwriter's choice uh, or what have you. But if this is true, I mean, if if it was changed to that and it may even just be that it was changed to that and. You know, at the end of the day, he said, oh, well, why are we changing it to this? And it just gave him that feeling that may be the case. I'm not sure. But there was something about it to me that was like, fuck, like that, that change in that line and him basically saying to me, this is not a song where we're patting someone on the back and we're pumped about him, but that. He's sitting in the same place. Um, and there was something I think that maybe have may have even have been in um in Genius or somewhere else, that when he says I'm happy as a clown, that it could be a reference to Pagliacci. The uh the 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 long the tale about the guy that goes to the therapist and talks about how depressed he is, and the guy his therapist says, Well go and see Pagliacci, the great clown. He's sure to make everyone laugh. And the last line is, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Oh, wow. That basically a who helps the people that are usually the ones that help everyone. And so when he says happy is a clown, again, this may be completely shooting over the bow. And we might have be too come much. on Eileen vibes all of a sudden on this one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect this. At exactly. All. I, I totally didn't. Welcome to lyrics to go. Yeah. These are some of my favorite episodes. I look. I love tearing up. And obviously, there's a bunch of weird and troublesome stuff. But if we actually do have kind of a third act or second and a half kind of third act twist, where he's saying, "Yeah, everything is great," but guess what? In reality, if if I'm trying to stave off because after we get that line what do we get we get well as soon as i start feeling good about someone i i just run from it that's a depressing thought god this just got this got irish writer all over it all of a sudden yeah yeah it's really sad 
It's 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 a drag. Yeah, it is. It's a fucking bummer. It's so funny because in that same you know that same uh, interview or whatever that same explanation, he's comparing this music as uh, black music through an Italian neighborhood, and he's comparing himself to Muddy Waters and Bo Diddley, which at that time sounded I'm sure at for the time sounded hard as nails he is very much if this comparison is correct in my opinion he is very much the um Pat Boone was to little Richard what Dion is to muddy waters it's it's very it's bland it's it's not nearly nearly as good it's not nearly as raw or visceral but yeah. What you're saying and what maybe Dion is saying and, and not just coming up with 30 years after the fact, if this is true, gives it a, a marvelous depth. Does it make it a better song overall? Well, I don't know. One thing I just want to say real quick. I do love the fact that he says that it's an Italian's take on black music. Okay. And then he gives credit to, you know, Muddy, Muddy Waters, Waters Bo, Bo Diddley, yeah. et cetera. Um, I do have confirmation here. That he is referencing Pagliacci. Oh, wow. Um, yes, which is an Italian opera. Um, he says, that's not just some throwaway song. There's a lot more going on than you might think. I used an image from Pagliacci. My grandfather took me to, to that opera as a kid, and that inspired the song. Now, but he didn't <clears throat> write it. I know. So, uh, you know, I mean, he says that inspired the song. Mm. So it doesn't, I don't, you know, again, I don't know who made that change. I, I think of Cake's version of I Will Survive. Uh -huh. You have, you know, the same exact song. They're, the only lyrics that are changed are that he drops like two F-bombs in the in the song. Right. But originally it was done as a, woman, a, a woman's take of taking her life back from a guy that wronged her mm -hmm. and treated her bad. It's empowerment. And, and it was a, an empowering disco song for women. Cake took it and did a version of it that was, in my opinion, equally great. But when it's sung by a white guy in the style that they did it, was very all of the urgency is taken out. Yes, yeah. and and it's and it's very angry, but a different kind of anger, mm -hmm. and just like you know, um, not not triumphant. Like I'm just holding it together, right? Um, but the same exact lyrics, the same exact melody, probably the same exact key. Oh, what is, but they're two very, very different things. What is that? There is a, and I hate to mention him cause I can't stand him now, but there's a, 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 a um, a Woody Allen movie. I think it's mighty Aphrodite. No, it's not mighty Aphrodite. There's a Woody Allen movie where he tells the same story in four different ways. And or I mean, in, in two or three different ways. And in one way, it's a comedy. It's about a guy jumping out of a window. You know, I think it's mm -hmm. Will Ferrell's in it. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, but he like he jumps out of a window and, and they and they look at it as comedy like he presents it as comedy and then immediately tells the exact same story. And it comes off as the saddest tragedy, even though it's exactly the same story. It's just the tone is different, which is what we're seeing in your version of I Will Survive. You know, uh, cake as opposed to who did I will survive originally? Was it Gloria Gaynor? I believe it was Gloria yeah, Gaynor. Um, I might be but, wrong. Um, but yeah, um, this, however, um, it I, is Gloria Gaynor. I, I think it's just uh, it, you know, in his comparisons to it being you know Italian filtered African American music, um, 
it's a product of the time. They had to, like you said, you know, one or two chords, one or two different changes in the tone were light years different from what you get today. Yeah. Um, they had to tone it down in order for it to be marketable. And let's face it, man, that's what Dion and the Belmonts, Dion himself were trying to be marketable. They were, they're trying to sell records. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, so, um, and, and I think that that, you know, I think watering it down weakens it. And, and this isn't necessarily in a good way. I would much rather listen to Bo Diddley or Muddy Waters as opposed to, the, you know, anything like this. Um, yeah. So. Um, I will say, you know, there was an interview in 1976 with Rolling Stone where Dion said, you say to a chick, stay away from that guy. And she would say, what guy? Chicks love a rebel. <laughs> As if to say, women will be like, oh, tell me where, tell me a guy I should stay away from and, and they'll run to him. Yeah. Uh, so that's got its own problematic stuff. Um, the rest of the song is just you're going to be surprised to know just more of the same. He repeats the third verse um, where he says, Oh yeah, I'm the type of guy that likes to roam around. I'm never in one place. I roam from town to town. And when I find myself a fallen for some girl, I hop right into the car of mine and drive around the world. Yeah. Cause I'm a wanderer. Yeah. A wanderer. I roam around, 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 around. Yeah. I'm a wanderer. Yeah, I wonder. It's got girls, it's got cars, it's got repetition, everything that made a song from America in the middle of the 20th century great, I suppose. Um, not the greatest. Uh, no, not, not the greatest. By a day, I, I, there's, there's 50 songs I could probably come off of the top of my head from the same era that I'd rather listen to. Than oh, absolutely. This. But I do think, I do think it, it, it is, it brings some interesting stuff to light. And I thought, I thought that, change in the lyrics was a huge whoa moment for me yeah oh, it was um, for me yeah, yeah. It, with you explaining it me right here um the song went on to be featured on a Bethes bethesda softworks game fallout 4 i'm sure we've got some listeners that have heard of that oh absolutely and uh was released and advertised via a live action clip of the protagonist and his dog walking through a wasteland with the wanderer playing in the background this caused a problem uh-huh so basically the the <laughs> the record label had given the thumbs up much like the, the main character in fallout. I don't know his name. Sorry. Pip boy or something. Well, he wears a pit boy. Yeah. I can't remember his name either. Anyway, Great game. I'm not, I'm not a video game guy, so I apologize. Uh, so the label for the label had, of course, you know, they're like fallout fucking four this is this huge game. Who knows how much they got fucking paid. Well, Dion found out and filed a lawsuit lawsuit um, saying, and I quote, it featured repeated homicides in a dark dystopian landscape where violence is glorified as sport. The killings and physical violence were not to protect innocent life, but instead were repugnant and morally indefensible images designed to appeal to young consumers. Who is saying this? That is Dion. That's Dion saying this. Well, Dion is right. He is absolutely right. He is absolutely correct. Um, it. I, I thought. I, I. Did you play Fallout? Did you ever? No. Okay. I played the one previous to this, Fallout Three, and it had a really great soundtrack featuring. I don't want to set the world on fire. There are is, some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, and I was always excited to hear the music from it, uh, to a degree. If he got paid for it, I thought that maybe you know he would be. Uh, very much uh, in favor of having his music 
involved in this, but it doesn't sound like that. But what he is he is claiming is correct. It it is a nuclear post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. Absolutely, and it is a little bit dark. So oh, for sure. And and he himself had you know put the case forward that it's it's dark. You know, even I was hoping it, he'd say dystopian hellscape, but he stuck with landscape. That's fine, which is understandable. Yeah, this song has been covered by the Beach Boys. Hmm. The song, which is very, I, I loved how you referenced the. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it has been covered by Gary Glitter. It has been covered yeah. by D. Snyder. It has been covered by Bad Company. It has been covered by Bruce Springsteen, mentioned before for understanding Makes sense. The, the dark and the depth of this. Delbert McClinton, Dave Edmonds, and a band called Status Quo. Have you ever heard of Status Quo? Oh, Status Quo is fantastic. Yeah, had a uh, number three British hit in pop Ireland. rock band. Oh, with this song? With this song. Status quo. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And number seven in the UK. Eddie Rabbit did a version in 1988. <laughs> That's that was great. a number one hit on the Billboard's Hot Country Singles and Tracks. Oh, yeah. So that is that is this song in a nutshell. Uh, whether or not you think this song is glorifying a horn dog who is running around sleeping with a bunch of women um completely bereft of any emotion or i guess not bereft of but pushing that emotion down um for the sake of being able to fuck as much as possible and repopulate a small town <laughs> or whether you think this is a cautionary tale uh or a sad tale of somebody who is doing that and is you know reaping the expenses in real time as you listen uh i guess dear listener that is for you to decide I think I fall along the ladder. I think that um, there's just a lot going on there with the lyric changes. And now whenever I hear this and I hear that I'm going nowhere uh, in the face of all this talking about where he's going in reality, he's not getting anywhere. Is he possible? Is it, is it possible that he stumbled into this with that lyric chain change mark and then and then added it? Is it possible? Is it possible? It's Seth, it's absolutely possible. I think it's. I think it's, it's possible. absolutely possible. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, I think it takes some real imagination to get there. Mm. Um, and I, you know, he sang the lyric, so even if it was changed, he was the one that green lit it. So yeah. you know, uh, the thing is with stuff like this, that there is a lot that goes on between the songwriting process. Uh, my dear friend Mike Cosden is a songwriter and, and works on a bunch of stuff and I help arrange and what he brings to the table and what ends up being the finished product are very, very different things. Oh, I do know the process is changes. And things. yes, yeah. you've absolutely been a part of the same thing mm -hmm. being in bands. So, you know, what were the exact lyrics? What was it exactly like? Did he have any say in anything? Did he change anything else? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe he did bring the clown thing. Who knows? Maybe he heard the clown thing and took it to be a certain way. Because Lord knows I've definitely heard songs and misheard lyrics. Hi, welcome to Lyrics to Go. Mm -hmm. Or thought lyrics meant one thing, but actually meant another. Hello, this is Lyrics to Go. Thank you. Um, and a lot of stuff that we talk about here. So there's a very good chance that someone heard it and thought one thing. Uh, and someone heard it and thought another thing. And he kind of took with it in his own mentality and went somewhere else with it one thing i'd like to point out is that we never in anything that we've studied heard maresca's take on any of this i would be i wonder if he's still alive i wonder 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Ernie Maresca, reach out to us if you're still alive. If Actually, you want to hear, he died in 2015. Oh, so. that's too bad. He if won. you want to hear a rather uninspired, weak version of this song, if you're into that, if you're into uh, taking songs backwards, uh, you can go on YouTube and look up a Jules Holland uh, show from 2007 where Dion comes out and sings it and loses every bit of the inspiration and, and, and energy that was in the song it, or, or might have been there just immediately gets sucked out. Uh, it's a completely horrible version. We try to watch a video before we record and this is what uh, we got. There is no video for it, but we got the Jules Holland version and it's absolutely awful. It is very, very bad. Uh, how do you score this? Uh, Oh man, I think last week when I was listening back on last week's episode, I gave it an eight point three. I, I maybe maybe I would have gone a little bit lower. I don't know. I don't think that this is that first line, hug him and kiss him and they don't even know my name is is awfully is awfully creepy. I I just don't think it's reached the great heights of others that we've had, but it's still that hug him and kiss him and don't even know my name just rings out. So I, I'm it's going to go over five. I'm going to give it a 5.3. I mean, to me, there's got to be two scores almost. Yeah. There's the there's the that I'm going nowhere line does mean that he's really broken inside. Uh, and then there's the one where that doesn't, uh, that's just kind of like a throwaway line. Um, but I'm only going to give one score here because to an extent, I, I'm, I'm just going to take him at his word. If he says that this song is supposed to be deeper than it is, if Bruce fucking Springsteen says that he understands the depth of this, <laughs> what if that's it? Maybe if what if Bruce Springsteen was like, I really understand what this is about. Hey, Dion, I know what I know what you're doing. <laughs> and Dion's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm it, you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That, that's what I meant for it to be. Yeah, really dark and brutal. Yeah, that, that's it. Of course. Thank you for understanding. Someone interview me so I can see this stuff. Call Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. Quick. Um, I'm gonna give this a four point two. Okay. Um, you know, somewhere a little bit in the middle. I, I maybe may, let me change that three point seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, just drop it. It's, a little it's bit. creepy. It's yeah. It's I mean, creepy because because he's still doing it. I think we've given higher scores to less creepy songs. I'll say four point two. Let me go back yeah, up because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's still doing the thing. Yeah. And it's uh, it's still a little. He's doing that thing again. He's doing the thing. What's he building in there? <laughs> he also had a song called Donna the Prima Donna, which is... That sounds horrible. Never bad. heard it, but woof, man, what a bad... I have been a bad, bad boy. You have? When it comes to people uh, requesting songs and me forgetting to mention them. You have been a very good boy lately. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you have been writing down people's names and stuff. Uh, next up, we are going to do a song that's going to, it might just be us talking about how fucking mad the song makes how us. How miserable we're going to be at the end of it. We're going to be doing Daniel Powder's Bad Day. 
that was requested by Chris Hickman. Yes. So thank you, Chris Hickman. Uh, I uh, do you know who Chris Hickman is? I don't. I don't. I love when we get uh, emails from people that we don't know. And Chris, when you eventually hear this, please email us back again. We'd like to get to know you. Yeah. Uh, and we'd like for other uh, other uh, listeners to get to know us as well on the Discord, on the Facebook page, on the Instagram page. It'd be wonderful if you pop in, talk about some bad lyrics, maybe give us a mm. suggestion for a song. Please do. We'd love it. Um, Seth, what a joy. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you uh, for listening um, as we move forward ever so valiantly, uh, picking up bad songs uh, with shitty lyrics or good songs with shitty lyrics or misunderstood lyrics. I think we have some that we're going to be doing soon that are going to be, did you know what the song is about? And I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of those. So I'm excited about that as well. Uh, go ahead and listen to, well, or don't. Listen to Bad Day by Daniel Powder um, and uh, prepare yourself for next Monday's lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>